Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan. And Dan, it's that time again. What are we going to talk about this week, this night? Well, it is time for The Treehouse of Horror 2. Ah, yes. Electric Boogaloo. This one actually came out on Halloween night. Yep. One of the rare ones that actually did. Because a bunch of the other ones do not come out on Halloween night. Some of them don't even come out the right freaking month. Yeah. That too. But yes, this is Treehouse of Horror 2. We are now in Season 2. Episode season three. season three. Oh my god, dude! That's the that's the way I always remember the Halloween specials too. Whatever number it is, the season is that one. Plus, because the first one debuted. Yes, we're in the third season now. We were in season two for so long because we had a hiatus during that time that like I'm still stuck on saying that number. But yes, this is season three, episode seven. Our next Treehouse of Horror. And they found their formula that was going to work. Three stories interconnected by a narrative, which they don't keep for too much longer because they ran out of creative ideas for narratives. And they are non-canon stories, which means they can pretty much do what they want and just have fun with it. And so we start with Marge comes up behind a curtain and he's like, she's like, guys, I warned you last year. It's probably worse this year. But then again, you didn't listen last year, so when are you going to listen this year? So here we go. Yeah, that's basically exactly how it starts. <laughs> and we get the official title, which is The Simpsons Halloween Special 2. Of course, the Roman numerals. that They, they kept that going there. Um, last time we did this, we did a watch-along because I thought the Halloween episodes would be more fun as like as, to do it that way. That didn't really get over very well people weren't really that into the idea of doing a watch along style podcast so this will probably be a slightly longer episode because we're going to obviously touch on all three stories well uh we shall see what direction this goes in and yeah so it is halloween well we got we got some tombstones first off. Oh yes, tombstones. Um, These are the tombstone right. gags. We have Bambi's mom. We have Jim Morrison, which is completely graffitized and has a um, hippie mourner. Cajun cooking. Walt Disney written in the font. Yeah, which is funny because now Disney owns that. <laughs> yep. And lose weight, ask me how. Yeah. So, yes, it's Halloween night. The Charlie Brown kids are running by, trick-or-treating. And Homer's watching the news, Brockman in the blue suit again. And he says, our final spooky Halloween news update. The presidential primaries are just a few days away. And Homer's like, hey, if you don't like it, then go to Russia. Doorbell rings, and there's Jimbo and Kearney. Not in costume, just demanding candy. It's like, you guys are too old to be trick-or-treating. You're not even in costume. Yeah, well, give us the candy, or we're going to egg your house, old man. So he just... So he gives them all the candy. He just dumps the bowl, and as soon as he closes the door, they egg the house anyway. Yep. 
So Marge returns from trick-or-treating with the kids. Bart's an executioner. Maggie's a witch. And Lisa is a totem pole. Which Bart complains that they would have gotten more candy, but Lisa isn't mobile enough to keep up. And as she goes into her speech as to why she chose the costume, he just pushes her over. So she basically gets stuck. So they dump the candy, and Marge is like, all right, guys, you can have one piece of candy tonight, and then, and she tunes, and there's, well, just... then you guys are going to have nightmares. Oh, yeah. Three nightmares. I'd like to see that, and then, boom. The thunder. 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 Da, 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 da. Okay, so key thing here, this is the Treehouse of Horror that doesn't actually feature episode titles. So for a long time, it was just listed as Lisa, Bart, and Homer's Nightmares. But they actually do have titles, and they're not not—they're exactly what you would expect them to be. The Monkey's Paw, The Bart Zone, and If I Only Had a Brain. So, we start with Lisa's Nightmare. Yes, so she's in bed eating her candy, and she has this dream that they're in Morocco, although Homer thinks is thinking of Monaco. As they're indulging in the indigenous sites, you know, the, the, the body bender and everything. Homer approaches a man selling a curious item. It's a monkey's paw. And it can grant wishes, but be careful. Because it's a cursed object. I used to be the president of Algeria. So, of course, Homer buys the monkey paw. And Marge is like, where the hell did you get that thing? And he's like, from that mysterious shop right over there. It disappeared. <laughs> oh, no, wait, it was over there. <laughs> it just cuts <laughs> over. A nice little gag. Did you notice that Homer's Fez still has the price tag attached? Oh, I mean, obviously. Of course it does. So they're <clears throat> going home from, from Morocco, and Homer gets a bunch of guns drawn on him because he's trying to smuggle souvenirs out of the... Out of the country. They're like, you must pay a fine of two American dollars. It's like, okay. So now they're gathered around the monkey paw, arguing about what they're going to wish for. Bart's got his selfish ideas. Lisa wants world peace. Homer's like, nope, I'm the pants wearer in this family. I get the first wish. And of course, Marge is like, I don't like that severed hand. There's something and wrong. And the hand, they lose the hand. Maggie grabs it. Yep. And, and the first finger bends into place. A limo pulls up to the house. The door yes. opens. Ooh, one of them luxury cars. It's a brand new pacifier brought in the most expensive way possible. So Maggie wasted the first wish. Well, she didn't waste it. In their mind, she wasted it. For her, she got exactly what she wanted. That's kind of funny how the monkey paw... <laughs> Like Works. the mirror of error said, I see myself holding a nice pair of woolen socks. Yes. Although, you know he was lying about that. So, that was one of those things, right? Is like, how does the monkey paw work? Is it bound to the family? Because Homer bought it, so shouldn't he get all the wishes, but instead they can all get the wishes? You know what, Chris? Shut up, this is funnier. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for trying to analyze a, a 20-year-old cartoon. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, you might want to add another 10 years to that. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Holy crap. Yeah, the Simpsons is old, and so are we. And here we are. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Anyway, 
Bart's just like, all right, enough, enough messing around. I want the Simpsons to be rich and famous. And sure enough, there's money everywhere. You're this just, is so meta. This is the best part about this, right? Is is everything is just a crazy, outstanding merchandise, and people are just sick of it. Like they go to they go to the gilded truffle, and that's all everybody's talking about. Like, ugh, oh, there's first... no room for you. Oh, but the Simpsons, come on. Yeah, yeah. so you have your spot open. Oh, I'm so sick about hearing about the Simpsons. Yeah. Like, Why do they got to put their face on everything? <laughs> I know. You get a Bart getting a man a mammogram. They have the Simpsons like Calypso record, and I'm sure that's exactly what the T-shirts cost too. And he's like, seventeen dollars. What a ripoff. Which is funny because like a logo print T-shirt now is like twenty one dollars. It's like I always thought of a, of a T-shirt it was like twenty bucks. Always. Yeah, because that's pretty much what they usually are. Yeah. Now they're just a little more because I have to I have to get them online and pay shipping for them. So yeah, the, because I'm a big old fatty fat fat. Got to get the extra the extra sizes. Yeah, it's a, it's a very meta meta joke about the Simpsons. It's about fame. them being yeah merchandise machines. <laughs> and of a course, Simpson on a T-shirt. Although that was a regular episode last season. Yep. <laughs> and sure enough, Lisa grabs the monkey paw. And wishes for world peace. Homer's like, Lisa, that was very selfish of you. This is one of my favorite segments in all of Simpsons history. <laughs> so, of course, uh, the UN is is making up. And uh, did you notice? I noticed this recently. Somebody pointed it out. But when all when they have this the part where all the UN members are clapping, one of them is clearly just Agnes Skinner with a m- white mustache. It's like a recoloring of Mrs. Skinner. With a mustache. If you find the screen grab, it's great. So they're they're incinerating their guns. The Pentagon's getting turned into a, a mall. A mall. The mall, whatever it said. The uh the nuclear fault the nuclear uh missile storage site is now a garden. And the girl changes the danger sign to actually read garden. She's actually pretty clever. And then they're all singing, holding hands in a giant peace symbol. And, and Kang and Kodo show up. And of course, with the entire planet defenseless, they choose to land in Springfield. <laughs> because where else would they go? Dude, that was one of my favorite things about District 9. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I've seen it. Where they're just like, you know, in movies you always hear about aliens invading New York or Chicago or London, and they chose Johannesburg. Yep. And I always really enjoyed that, that that was the city that they chose. Because it was different. So, Kang and Kodos invade Earth, and now people are like, God, I'm so sick of their the Simpsons. Now I just want them to be dead because they caused this They caused this alien invasion. So, Homer's had it. I'm done with this monkey paw. I'm going to make a wish that can't fail. I wish for a turkey sandwich, you know, on rye bread with, with mayo, and, and I don't want any zombie turkeys or be turned into a turkey. No weird tricks. So he gets the sandwich and he starts eating it. And what happens, Dan? No, it tastes good. Yeah? That's good. That's good. The turkey's a little dry, though. The turkey's a little dry! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is the absolute best. So he goes to throw the monkey's paw away. 
Hey but... there, fellow Slaverita. Is that you... one of those monkey spas? <laughs> yeah, but you do. Yeah, here, Flanders. And there he is. There's a uh, Kodos chasing Mo. Oh no, it's a or Ka- it's a Kang or Kodos. I don't remember. I don't know which is which yeah. most of the time. Yeah, but he's chasing Mo with a slingshot. Kneel before my puny weapon, Earthling. Flanders is like, well, I guess my first wish is to get rid of those horrible aliens. Oh, he's got a board with a nail in it. <laughs> run, Kodos, run. One of my favorite moments in Simpsons history. He's got a board with, a, a, board nail board with a nail in it. <laughs> Enslave humanity, will ya? <laughs> and and most single-handedly stops the entire alien invasion. Although Flanders becomes the hero, of course. And, and then he's just, like, maybe I should spruce up the old castle. <laughs> yep. And then Homer just goes, I, just, I wish I had a monkey's paw. Because, of course, Flanders would, would do better than Homer at this. Yep. <clears throat> so Lisa had a bad dream, and she goes to sleep with Bart. Can I sleep in your bed tonight? No. I got a candy necklace. So, of course, he eats it immediately. Climb aboard. Thanks, Bart. Let's talk. More sleep. And it's time for the Bart Zone. So we get a nice little Twilight Zone parody now. <clears throat> where you're at Springfield, a place where everyone must... Think happy thoughts all the time, because if they don't, they get turned into horrible monsters. And of course, there's Jasper. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Ugh, I'm really sick of this crap. It's turned into a dog. Ruff, ruff, ruff. And as an added twist, the monster is a ten-year-old boy. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so of course, he thinks the cat's not interesting enough, so he turns the cat into. The... It kind of looks like the um. From Duck Amuck, the old Looney Tunes cartoon where Bugs is the animator messing with Daffy. And he, like, turns him into a weird creature. It's almost kind of what they go for there. Except the cat can breathe fire. Oh, good! The curtains are on fire! It's it's a, it's a good that Bart did that. And I love He's like, Bart, go get ready for school. And as he walks out of the kitchen, Homer's just like, you know, he gets that from your side of the family. There's no monsters on my side. Bart gets on the school bus. All the kids are cowering in the back. I like that one of the twins just gets up and screams. Hey, Otto, hey, Otto man. Yeah. We drive the bus. The no way. Oh, wait, you're that one with the powers. Okay. Yep. Hey, this is fun, Bart, dude. We're going to die. <laughs> Drives by the cops. Hey, Bart. And when he gets to school, the bus is just on its side on fire. Just like, yeah. So our history's country's history has been changed once again based on Bart's test answers. America was now discovered in 1942 by some guy, and the name of our country is now Bonerland. <laughs> and of nice. course, you got Skinner trying to sing to Bart over the intercom, which is like, that's like such an out-of-touch old man thing to do, to sing like a really old song that wouldn't really... Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Means nothing. Yeah. And then Bart, of course, makes a prank call to Moe's. Yes, but it's one of the best ones as well. Yeah, because you know it's uh Although it's funny because you don't realize Moe's actually you think Moe's in on it because everybody's thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. And everybody's laughing, and even Barney gets it. He's like, Oh, that's good, Bart. And then Moe's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, of course... Bart's... And my butt smells, and I like to kiss my butt. And, of course, Bart's, uh... Bart's loving school. Yeah, he's like, I love school. And when he gets home, he's like, I want to watch Krusty. And Homer's like, shut up, boy. If they make this field goal, I'm going to win 50 bucks. And Bart turns Homer into the football. Yes, and they're like, oh, man. And now it's a fat man. And, you know, whenever something strange happens, what we got to do is just thank you, Bart. <laughs> thank you, Bart. Which really makes me wonder what the actual, like, world consequences are here. Because if you think about it. They, they try to establish at the beginning that Bart only has control over Springfield, but he actually... He can, make, he can make Springfield affect the rest of the world. He can, but they're also aware of it, unless that was an actual Springfield game that Homer was watching. But, again, I'm thinking too much into The Simpsons right now. I'm sorry. So, of course, Bart puts Shut on... Funny. Bart puts on Krusty, who's been awake for over 300 hours doing 24-hour Krusty shows. And he's like, the little boy just won't let me stop. So here's a cartoon while I go see if Sideshow Mel has any of his magical wake-up drugs. His legally prescribed wake-up drugs. Homer is dropped off in the taxi and he's just like, all right, don't make a, don't make a sound, don't make a thought because he can read your thoughts. We're going to bash his head in, then no more monster. And now he's a jack-in-the-box. So it's time to send Bart to therapy. Did you notice that Marvin Monroe's door actually said it was a it was part of the great nation of Bonerland? Yes. <laughs> I, I appreciated that. He's like, the boy needs attention. Homer, I see you agree with me. No, that's the air conditioner. <laughs> Just blowing him back and forth with a little springy head. Just spend some more time with him. And maybe things will turn around. <clears throat> so he does. Take him to a baseball game. They go fishing. They shoot the BB gun. They go to church. The roller coaster is the best one, though, where they go over the hill and Homer's head just yeah, gets... Yeah, and his head takes forever to get to start catching up. Yeah. And then finally, yeah. Homer tucks Bart into bed. He's like, you know what? You could give me my body back. Sure. Gives him his body back. Kisses him goodnight. And he says, I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. And then <laughs> Bart wakes up screaming. <laughs> That's the part that was too horrible for him. In the nightmare. <clears throat> That's that the best. And his dad loved each other. <laughs> that is the best, yeah. <clears throat> so I think the first two stories are really good, and then this last one is kind of just... Yeah. Eh. This one's not my favorite. It's... Of, of the... of This is now the sixth Treehouse of Horror short we've watched, and it's my least favorite thus far. I mean, it's not, it's not really a bad plot or idea but i think what ultimately happens is we've already gotten the good stories done and this one's the shortest one because it had the least amount of time but uh it's homer's individual nightmare because both kids crawl into bed to sleep with the kids and homer's like oh man it's 4 a.m a couple hours i gotta go to work potty trained yeah are you guys potty trained yes all right then you can stay so of course burns and smithers are Observing the monitors and disgusted at all of their work, all their workers, knowing that this will not be lasting much longer. It finally Burns is like, or Smith is like, hey, how about a random firing to put the fear of God in them? All right, let's pick ugh, him, the sleeping guy. Homer Simpson, wake up. You're fired. Wh why? For sleeping on the job. How'd you know I was sleeping? We're watching you through a camera. And of course, he notices it immediately. So Homer's fired, 
So it's time for Burns and Smithers to journey into Burns's mad scientist lab that just happens to be on the other side of the office. Because <laughs> Burns has a grand scheme. He's going to replace all of those crappy human workers with robots. It is, it's just like uh, the, the Dark Troopers from The Mandalorian, where they're like, the last weak element was the man inside the suit. So we made him robots. Also, the robot already looks like Homer, so you know exactly where the story's going. I need a human brain for it. Yes, we gotta go get ourselves a human brain. So, of course, Homer's looking for jobs in the paper, and Bart finds the perfect one for him. It's $28 an hour, plenty of fresh air, and you get to meet lots of interesting people. He's like, Grave Digger, and of course does the evil laugh. Now, these are non-canon episodes, so I know Groundskeeper Willie wouldn't actually work at a graveyard because he says later on in Who Shot Mr. Burns that he was too superstitious to take the one in the graveyard. But these are non-canon, so it works. So, of course, after Willie berates Homer, he's just like, ooh, he's gone, I'm gonna take a nap. And falls asleep in an open grave all the way to nightfall, where Burns and Smithers sneaks in, Burns saying he feels like a kid in a candy store, which is really creepy, that they're going grave robbing, and Burns is excited about it. But he finds a live one, and of course it's Homer. And he's like, well, let's get him back quickly. His stench is starting to kind of get to me. Uh, sir, I think he's still alive. Oh, well. So, yeah, there. Homer's carcass is hauled in. Burns saws his hollow-ass head off. Take the brain. And as he's doing it... Look at me! I'm Davy Crockett. Yes, I love that. And he's also humming if I only had a brain while he's doing it. So he puts the brain inside the robot, and it's a disaster because the very first thing the robot does is go for the donuts. Yeah, he uses his x-ray vision to find out where the donuts are. Yep. Mmm, sprinkles. (laughs) Of course, we notice that uh, Homer hasn't come home yet. And there's Bart and Lisa watching Johnny Carson, which... They're starting to get some Johnny Carson gags in here now. Which means they're up and it's at least 11.30. Yep. He's doing the he's doing the uh, the psychic bit. We don't know what the... Kardec. Yeah. yeah, the Kardec. We don't know what the, the punchline is, but he says, Geraldo Rivera, Madonna, and a diseased yak. So God only knows where they were going with that. I'm worried about your father. He has to be home in two days. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, they don't even realize it. So, of course, Burns has considered his experiment a, a failure because now RoboHomer is sleeping. So he's like, just grab the brain and flush it down the toilet. Well, sir, don't you think it would be better if the family got the brain back? Oh, but Smithers, it's 11.45. <laughs> so he sews Homer's head back together. And oh, that's... you're right. You're right, Smithers. He was still alive. <laughs> yes, I owe you a Coke. That's like Burns' thing, right? Is he bets a single can of Coca-Cola is like the one thing he'll he'll bet Which on. Which for him is like a nickel, he thinks, probably still. Yeah, it's probably nothing. And even for him, it really is like fractions of a cent with his massive wealth. So, And then, of course, he's he's had enough with the robot. And he gives it a little tiny kick, and it starts to fall over, and he does the slow-motion old man run to run, get out Mr. of the Burns, run! Yes, and it crushes him. Bones shattered, organs leaking, loss of appetite, mild headache. Smithers, go 
I have, there's only one way to save me. And as Burns is giving the instructions, Homer wakes up from his nightmare. Although he actually is screaming because Bart bit him. Because he was suffocating him to death with his fat. And as he goes to the bathroom mirror, he realizes Burns' head is sewed on his shoulder. And it's all a dream. Or is it? <laughs> Next week on The Simpsons. Dad, don't forget, you know, I've got my school recital tonight. I'll be there. Uh, but Homer, we've got our dinner with the Queen. Oh, I hate having two heads. <laughs> and we get the spooky credits over the still image of Burns sneaking into the graveyard. James Hell Brooks. Yes, which was the debut of the... As we get into trivia now, it was Al Jean who pitched the idea of having scary names in the opening credits. And he was inspired by issues of EC Comics. Remember EC Comics? Not really. <laughs> what does it stand for? An entertaining comic. Indeed. Uh, the Monkey's Paw segment is based on a short story written by W.W. Jacobs at the start of the 20th century. That is pretty interesting. Called The Monkey's Paw. Called The Monkey's Paw. Exactly. Or just Lisa's Nightmare, depending on how you want to do this. Yep, and as Dan mentioned, this was the first Treehouse of Horror to be broadcast on Halloween, and we would not duplicate that until number 10 in 1999 in season 11. So it took I mean, a while to get You know there. how weeks go, you know, days Well, yeah, week. if this was a, depending on what day of the week new episodes were airing, because Simpsons ended up becoming the Sunday night new episode show, and Halloween's not always going to be on a Sunday, so... <clears throat> of course, we mentioned that the segment involving Bart is taken off of a Twilight Zone episode called It's a Good Life, which itself was based on a 1953 short story by the same name by author Jerome Bixby. There is a debate, or there was a debate, whether to include Kang and Kodos in all Halloween specials after the episode, and eventually the writers agreed to make it a tradition. So no matter what happens, you're at least getting some Kang and Kodos in your Halloween episode. <laughs> when the Moroccan salesman tries to warn Homer, saying you'll be sorry, the animators forgot to move his lips. They only realized their error after the broadcast, so they decided not to change it. Doesn't bother me. I think it's funnier that way. <clears throat> of course, did you notice when Kang and Kodos land... In Springfield, they crush the Jebediah Springfield statue, but the first thing they do yeah. is they actually knock its head off. The head falls off, yeah. Yep, that's a throwback. Because <laughs> I would imagine it would. That would be what would go first, because it's not fastened anymore. It's just placed there now. Yep. So, of course, the It's a Good Life segment was redone for the Twilight Zone movie in 1983, and Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart, got to be in the segment. <laughs> One of the writers who created the Davy Crockett joke thought it was so funny that he actually mimicked the actions of Mr. Burns putting on Homer's brain in the writing room. The producers thought that it was hilarious, so they decided to add it into the episode. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <clears throat> 
While writing The Monkey's Paw, Sam Simon, one of the writers, wanted the fingers to go down in such an order so they would eventually have the middle finger sticking up. Once the animation would have been complete, they could not have gone through, because Fox would have refused to air the episode. They had considered the alternative of deliberately blurring the middle finger themselves, but decided that Fox would probably still refuse, so they just never did it. Uh, that would have been really funny, though. I would have enjoyed that. Even if it's, like, halfway down, you would just know it was the middle finger? Yeah, right. It wouldn't, yeah, you would just know. Uh, this was the a new animation studio with a new, with a new style that would remain through the third and fourth seasons. The biggest immediate difference is that the black dots in the character's eyes are bigger than before. I don't think I actually noticed that, but I've seen these shows so many times that I probably aren't going to notice things like that anymore. Because when I watch an older episode, I just associate older animation with it. So, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, there was a lot of loop lines in this episode. The ending to the monkey's paw was added at the last second. So they still retain Flanders' old house next to his newly created castle. To make the episode fill time. And they extended the laughing time for Kang and Kodos. I mean, that's an easy thing to extend, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Hank Azaria absolutely hated the line that he had to deliver from Mo, But John Schwartzwelder loved it. So. Eh, it is what it is. And this is the only Treehouse of Horror episode with no deaths unless you count Mr. Burns' head being separated and placed onto Homer's as a death. That's pretty interesting. That's like a big thing that they do is they kill people in Treehouse of Horrors because they can. Yep. Treehouse of Horror 2. What do you think, Dan? It has a couple of my favorite moments in all of Simpsons, so... Yeah. In the grand scheme of overall... uh, the grand scheme of overall Treehouse of Horrors, it's not it, it's not the most memorable one, but it's also like really friggin' good. Like it's 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 good. Cause three, four, five, and six all end up being better than this one. So it almost becomes an unfair comparison. But, you know. It, you, you're, it's still early on. They're still finding their stride with, with Halloween stuff. And they haven't, you know, ruined everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So I think we uh, we, we covered it here, Treehouse of Horror 2. Uh, this Monday on the Stupid Sexy Podcast at 7 p.m., tune in, and you'll hear us review Lisa's Pony. The next episode that we are going to watch. Lisa's always wanted a pony. We knew that from the Christmas special. Now she actually gets it. And if you enjoy this show, check out all the other great content on CKCC Radio. And for bonus content, go to patreon.com slash club kayfabe and get yourself some bonus content. I think that's about does it, Dan. So, or should I give you a spooky ending credit before we wrap this up? Yeah, whatever our spooky names. You could be Deadly Dan Peck. You could be Dangerous Dan Peck. 
could be Dan the Damned. It could be Damn Peck. Damned Peck. Ah, there's a lot of stuff. More with, that fits more with the James Eldbrooks kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Damned Peck. I like that one. I think that's going to be your spooky name. What? We should revisit that when we get to Treehouse of Horror 3. Let's see if we either one of us remembers. <laughs> or one of the one of the listeners will be like, uh, yeah, you were going to reference that, and you didn't. And I'll be like, well, son of a bitch, you're right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for another Treehouse of Horror. Always something to look forward to every season. And another Stupid Sexy Podcast, which means we'll come back on Monday with Lisa's Pony. And then be back here on Friday, just like we always are. So, for Dan... I'm Chris, and thanks for listening to Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.